Welcome. If you're a woman who has a sense that there's more out there for you, you're in the right place. I'm Whitney Baker, host of the Electric Ideas podcast. Somewhere along the line of working kids, life carried on, but I lost track of my truth. I'm on a reflective journey, and that's what this podcast is all about. Each week, I interview a woman who is lighting her own path and offering others hope. Before our conversation ends, we'll share a reflective question for you to explore. Sometimes all we need is a jolt, a fresh idea, an aha moment that connects us to a sense of possibility. This, my friends, is what I call an electric idea. Welcome back to Electric Ideas. Today's guest is Rochelle Sylvain Spence. Rochelle is founder and CEO of a life strategy and consulting company called Our Motivation. She is a highly sought after motivational speaker and life coach. She helps women, especially professional women and entrepreneurs, break through self-resistance, connect with their inner rhythms, shift energy, and ultimately just live more balanced lives. Rochelle has taught hundreds of women how to rediscover the strengths within themselves. You might want to be ready to take notes. I also wanted to share uh, one more piece of Rochelle's background because I think it's important. Well, she moved to the United States as a teenager She grew up in Haiti and the unrest she experienced in her youth has had a profound impact on her work and her outlook on life. So I hope we have a chance to get into that a little bit. All right. So let's do this. Welcome, Rochelle. How's it going? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. And thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this conversation. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you on the show. I was thinking about it today. And when I was doing a little bit of research, just seeing you in action. I was like, okay, this girl's got the spark, got that positivity, got that motivation that we all need. So I am so glad you're here today. Why don't you just start by just telling us a little bit about the type of coaching that you do? Because I feel like all of a sudden in this world, there's like a slew of coaches out there. And so just give me the high level idea of kind of what you're area is. So my, my guests can kind of ground in that and understand. Certainly. So I focus primarily in the area of self-discovery. I strongly believe that in order for us, any person to start doing what they think they want or what they aspire to do, they need to take a step back, take a pause and really get to know who they are. If it's business, if it's career, if it's creativity, unless you know who you truly are, your truth, what you're about, all that is just noise, and there's no way that you will fully be successful. So it's very important that one takes a step back, get to know who they are from the inside out, understand what they want and why it's important to them, and then they can step into doing all the amazing stuff they're destined to do. That's so important because I feel like for a lot of women, it becomes focused on kind of almost external, like the career piece especially comes to mind. Like, what do I want to do? What am I going to be? And it's more the way you're putting it with the self-discovery lens is like, who am I? Yes. And then that's outside of what your parents told you for so many years or whatever your community told you about yourself. Or it's who you are in terms of how, who were you born to be. And now really taking the time to say, okay, I've done all this. I check all the boxes, but what am I really about really? Mm-hmm. As opposed to following a trend and just doing things just because this is a path society said I should follow. So I'll talk a lot about purpose, right? You hear that, that's a buzzword out there. Oh, purpose, finding my purpose. That's a huge buzzword in this the community that we're part of. 
I strongly believe that one doesn't find purpose. I think people connect with purpose because you're born with purpose. So the process of self-discovery gives you the ability to reconnect with that which you were born with. I love how you position that. That's beautiful. And so if you have some women, let's say, for instance, I was coming to you and I was just like, Rochelle, I know I'm ready to do this, this self-discovery work. I'm a little scared. I don't know what it is, but I know I'm stuck. I'm in a rut. I want change, but I don't know where to start. What's the pinprick of opening to just step into and trust the process? Well, first it requires a decision, right? So I think we find ourselves often in the space of like, I know I need to do something. I don't know what to do. I know I had something has to change. I don't know how to go about doing it. Especially those of us who feel overwhelmed. We're carrying several different hats. We're moms. We're, we're, we're wives, possibly or partners. We're caregivers to some of our loved ones. We, we had, we had a career, but we had to stop whatever it was. It's just like you're in that space and you're waking up every morning, not liking who you see in the mirror. Or don't want to get out of bed because you feel you don't want to go to that job or you don't want to go do what you, you know, you, you're, you have been doing. So all of that person, it's kind of like once you feel that, but you don't know how to go about seeking the assistance, you don't know what, you don't know what foot to put forward. Most people that know that, okay, now is the time, like, I, I just can't do this anymore. They decide. So it requires you to make a decision. And once you make that decision, then you can commit to it. You become consistent and disciplined. And with that decision, now you take the steps needed to seek the assistance that you that's out there for you. And with that mindset, you start really getting involved and in breaking down the different pillars that I introduced, which is the so revealing to yourself who you truly are from within. And you, then you get into the space of releasing all that didn't serve you or still doesn't serve you. And then you can move into the reconnecting. So those three pillars, each of them have about four steps each. Getting to know who you are, knowing who you are, getting, understanding your values, you know, what, what causes you to pain, what causes you distress, all these pieces that we really get really deep in it because Unless you understand the vibration you're generating from within, it's going to continue to happen and you still not have a sense of direction. That makes a lot of sense. And I, I understand what you're saying. You know, the first part is just like stopping and recognizing like, whoa, hold the phone. Like I, I'm not waking up feeling good. I, I'm not motivated. I don't feel inspired throughout my day. Maybe I'm lethargic whatever it is. So you're having that pause. And then I know that a trap, a lot of women fall into, it's almost like, sometimes I feel like I've, I've never called this, called it this, but it, it comes to mind is like new year's resolution trap where all of a sudden it's like, I'm going to drink my water and I'm going to meditate <laughs> and I'm going to do this every day. And it's like the overwhelmed, you know, the overwhelmed working mom becomes overwhelmed by her powerful changes that she wants to make, you know? So how do we avoid that trap when it's like, we're excited to, oh my God, yes, I'm in this. I want to make a change, but I don't want to like flood the system so much that nothing is sustainable. And I just get frustrated. The first thing we need to remember, it is a journey. So things do not happen overnight, but once you make that decision, you take small steps. And the first step is really making the decision. 
you, you so if we talk about the community of substance abusers, when they go into their meetings, the first thing they say, the first step, step to recovery is to recognize you have a problem. So it's similar, right? So you are recognizing that there's a problem and now I need to take action to seek the assistance and that to help me in the direction that I know that I'm meant to be. So knowing that it's a process, but you will be equipped with the right tools to help you along the way. So that when you have your shortcomings, you know what to do to pull you back on track as opposed to remaining in the rut and seeing life pass you by and you now take action to improve and become better version of yourself. Wonderful. So for some women who aren't at a point where they're ready to invest in a coach or a trainer or chef, whatever, whatever your area is but they just feel a calling. They know there's a higher version of themselves that they're disconnected for. I I know you talk a lot about reconnecting. I'll put it that way, based on our, you know, beginning conversation, reconnecting with that authentic self that already exists inside of you. And a lot of women, I think have this feeling where they know there's more out there for them, but like, where do they go looking? (laughs) Literally that I just don't think Women always know. Unfortunately, I find that because this has become such a saturated market of late, I think women or people as a whole are more reluctant to seeking out the assistance that they need. It's one, because the saturation because it has become a popular profession or path to take. And then it's a lot of our counterpart are salesy. So you don't know, is it really, are you really going to get the assist? And I think that's the piece that keeps people from even taking the right step towards getting the assistance that they require. And I encourage anyone who feels ready to take the action is to research, ask questions. I encourage people to get in on a call if they can, to see if this was the right alignment. The reality is a practitioner who's willing and ready to help will create the right setting for people to feel comfortable to come in and get the assistance they require where it is an alignment with not only with their client, but also their the financial possibilities. Cause that's also another piece, right? Because I'm like, I don't want to help. It's so expensive out there. Right. Why do you think it's so hard for women to justify spending money on themselves? In this way, I do believe that we are conditioned as women to support others first. <laughs> even in terms of, even if you're not a parent, we are more likely to support our partners versus supporting ourselves. I think that historically, this is how we were, society has created this for us. And some of us have embraced it as what is and then have fallen in the space of being okay with it, as opposed to realizing, hey, if I don't feel me, I can't, I can't serve you. So therefore, I need to improve me first so that I could be a better service to you. It is part of our character as women to be of service to others, right? So therefore, for me to be able to do that, I need to be fully fueled so that I can have enough to pour into you. But that's something that we don't necessarily do, I think, because we're conditioned that way. But I do believe that a lot more women are 
in tune with it. And this is why I think you see so much of that personal development and all these other stuff that are happening right now because people have caught up to, hey, it's just that they don't know which direction to take and who's the right fit for them. Absolutely. So what are some of your favorite actionable tools that you almost always recommend to your coaching clients that who just, I I like how you put that functional to (laughs) no one can see your hands, but me, but it's, it's going to the sky functional to unlimited. Let's put it that way. Is that fair? (laughs) All right. (laughs) So we're coming to you and we're functional, but Hey, we're, we're dialing your number because we want to tap into that unlimited space. So Tell us some of the the tools you like best that maybe women don't have on their radar. For me, the tool that works that's easy and fast is the the routine that you start with. And what I encourage most of my client that comes to me is like, let's start writing down what you're really feeling within yourself. What's coming up for you? Where are you currently in your life? What's working? What's not working? How do you feel about it? Let's really get a sense of all that. Because then you have a platform to work from, right? So let's write it down. Let's journal it. And it doesn't have to be, if you're not a writer, don't, you know, then talk about it. Let's put it, record it. Whatever tool that works for you, I encourage people to do that. Because you start hearing yourself speak or you start reading what you're writing and you start processing as you're speaking or as you're writing. If you don't, if you don't like to write or you don't want to speak to yourself because you feel like that's kind of out there speaking on the mic, talk to someone, have conversation. If you have a friend or a partner that's willing to hear you out, have the conversation. Remember, you're not having a conversation for them. You're having the conversation for yourself. The whole purpose behind it is to hear yourself speak. And as you hear yourself speak, you hear what you're saying and you're processing and you're connecting what you're sharing. So it, it is a reflective experience at the beginning because, as I mentioned earlier, we are we feel overwhelmed. We have all these things coming inside of us, but what have we done with it? So let's start talking about why we feel overwhelmed, why we feel stressed, why we can't get out of bed. Why do we not like what we see on the other side of the mirror? Why are we not fulfilled? What's lacking inside? What wish you, What do you wish you had more of or less of? All these things, let's talk about it. Let's put it out. Let's write it down. Let's record it. Whatever works, do it. Then you have, you could hear yourself speaking. You could formulate what you're really experiencing inside of you. So that now... The step of revealing the pillar that I mentioned, we could start in that process. So answer your question again. I think the journaling piece, and I say it could be audio journaling or written journaling or just conversational, it's important because then you could start maybe practice, start creating a practice for yourself. When you wake up in the morning, what's the first action step you do? Where are you? How do you feel about yourself when you wake up? Where, 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 what space of gratitude do you find yourself in? I know for me, every morning, I woke, as soon as I open my eyes, the first thing I say is thank you. As soon. And gratitude can be as simple as that. <laughs> so I'm all about simplifying things. I mean, it's this, you know, you, again, you'll read, you'll see. Simplicity is the best. That's a beautiful practice. And it, it could not be more simple. And I love 
the idea of starting your day with that simple thank you and gratitude. I do want to, I want to lean in just because, you know, you are a professional uh, in some ways, a professional listener, but some women don't want to feel like they're nagging or complaining or being ungrateful. So can you give us some ideas if we want to have this conversation with a good friend or a partner or whomever, that's not a professional, how we can kind of tee it up so that we don't feel like we're just going on a rant. And so that we kind of almost maybe flag, Hey, I I'm not doing great right now. And I want to be honest about it. And I think what needs to, what I encourage people to do is really have the conversation. Invite your loved one in your journey. Journey is not meant to be had alone. So informing them, hey, and this is where I am. This is what I'm feeling right now. This is what I'm going to embark in. And at times I may feel the need to do this. So that when you do do it, it's not like, oh, what are you doing right now? Like, you know, you again. They are they are aware because you inform them. So their reaction cannot be based. It's, it won't be triggered by you, it will be their own stuff that they have. (laughs) Because at that moment, you already informed them that you want to, you have the conversation with anyone in your space that you feel comfortable, let them know, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm, I'm going to start, start, I'm going to start the process I'm going to start being in. I will, you know, I may need to like talk. I know it may be a little bit overwhelming and tiring and still, it just don't want to be bothered, but please, Allow me to just speak, even though you may just feel like it's like too much or create uh, something that causes you like to trigger. Okay. Like this is too much now I'm done hearing or whatever, but because even you even yourself, you need to be mindful of the other person listening. So if you're creating something like a, a sign that says, okay, we reached a peak of how long I can listen to then it's, there's no animosity. There's no like, Annoyance because at, the, at that point you you knew it already you created a plan and you and you who's talking even though you were talking but you were aware that we're gonna have like a time frame as to how long so when you see the sign you're not offended that this person didn't want to hear me and you know so on and so forth. Okay, let me digest that a little bit and make sure because I I think that's a really important because in in some of my circles I feel like women have said they just hold in their feelings, hold in what they're going through. And then it comes up at a time. And then it's just like a diarrhea of like everything going on that maybe their close friends or their partners didn't even know. And so are you saying maybe if you're kind of at this awareness point where you're like, hello, self in the mirror, this is, this is not flowing for me anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to make this decision and I'm kind of embarking on some journey. So you're going to see some changes And maybe before you're even needing to talk to them, tell a good friend or a partner or whoever, a trusted person, I'm starting this. And there might be some times where I just need to process through how I'm feeling and I'll let you know when I need to have those conversations. And I want it to feel like it's honoring your boundaries too. So if you need to (laughs) have a tap or a symbol or whatever you decide that can be like a non-judgmental way to, to, to have it be done for that minute. Is that fair? Yes, definitely. Because communication is key. I think a lot of relationship tends to go a different path because the element of communication isn't, isn't there. You don't have a healthy communication process. 
and again, understand each other's boundaries, understanding who you are and knowing that, okay, I could go on a rampage. I need to know enough about, you know, again, going back to getting to know you, because once you know yourself, you know, okay, I talk a lot. So, and I know Whitney doesn't talk as much and she's not, not to have the patient for it, but I really would love to talk to her and she's open. So I have to reduce the, my, the length of time that I will speak because I have to honor you too. And that's how we stay. We have healthy boundaries. Okay. So speaking of boundaries, is it common for once your women in your practice kind of step into work with you or find, you know, I, I found once you kind of like hop in the river, more resources start flowing and it just becomes easier and easier personally in my own experience. It's talked about a lot. And I'd like your perspective of sometimes the people that are in your life can begrudge you changing because they're used to, they're used to old you. What do you think about that? And how would you recommend women who are already, you know, taking the bold move to step into their, their power a little bit more, how can they navigate that? So this is where the releasing comes in, right? Because we do have energy that do not serve us. And energy could be people, places, or things. And people, some people are not for us. And it could be a family member. It could be a colleague. It could be a friend. It could be so many different people. And that's the piece that it's important for us to recognize and identify as well, because some people are depleting. They drain you. And you don't know how to just remove yourself from that space because more than likely, sometimes it's a loved one. <laughs> it's a loved one that, that did not see things at the level that you see it. So this is where the, your compassion comes in and understanding that, hey, that person may not, even though that person doesn't always have the most positive thing to say about my process, but I also have to put things into perspective is understanding that at the level that I am of growth. So therefore, speaking at the level of their understanding and their know-how. Now, it's up to you, depending on who that person is in your life and how important they are in your life, to make a decision. How do you want to show up in space with these people? Now, I'm going to give an example. Let's say it's a parent a parent that you love <laughs> and you have a decent relationship with, then they say, because every problem, every, every problem, every solution, they give you a problem, right? And they don't understand the direction that you're trying to take because it's outside of their capacity and you're still trying to reach the height you're going for. So their energy is depleting. So what do you do? Do you totally turn your back on that parent that you love your parent? So you learn to love from a distance. You manage your interaction. You manage your shares so that that energy doesn't infiltrate your space to the point where it depletes you to not be able to continue your process. So I'm giving you one example of a loved one because you still want them in your life, but you just can't take so much of it. You create the boundaries. So if you were one that spoke to a parent daily, you may want to reduce it to weekly or or three days a week. You adjust to fit your journey. Now, there are other energy people that are, you don't care too much for, but they are very negative in your space and they don't understand the path you're taking. 
at some point, you have to get to a space to be okay and letting go so that you can become who you're meant to be. Letting go, and that's the point of releasing because you understand they're no longer for you. I have example of that where you have friends that you bonded with for so long. You had a cool, but you really, you, you can't, you know, when someone is no longer for you, you just don't know how to remove that person in your space. Now, sometimes the universe creates the space for you. And then you have other time where you have to make decisions. So you reduce, if you don't want to do it bluntly, you reduce your availability. And then gradually it happens. Now there are people that could say, hey, just do it. It all depends on your personality. You have to be aware of your personality also. Again, going back to self-discovery. Once you start getting to know yourself, you understand that your trigger is what, okay, what brings you sadness. If really removing someone bluntly will be painful to you, then it's not for you. You do it gradually. It's easier said than done, but it is possible. Thank you for taking the time to go into those specific examples, because I think those are probably the hardest, hardest ones to navigate, right? Obviously your your family is your family and, you know, friends, sometimes I feel like because someone's known somebody for a really long time, there's a sense of guilt if they're no longer a part of their life. Is that fair? It's so fair. I mean, I've experienced that a lot and I had to come to term and don't get me wrong. I also feel it's important that we individually become very honest with ourselves and identify the role we play in causing a relationship to go whatever direction that it may go. I think it's very important that we know that because it's not always (laughs) one-sided. We all play roles and that's very important. So, however, as long as you know your action comes from a place of truth and is totally honest and pure and genuine, then no matter how people take something, it's up to them to either see you for who you're becoming, accept you or not. But you know it's not intention, you're not intentionally other, hurting others. So once you're clear about that, everything else becomes secondary. Because you start loving yourself more, the more you get to know you, because you rec- recognize the, that, that person that's coming out, how in love you are with that person, how much you're celebrating that person, how much you love that person, and who wants anybody else to come in and just destroy what you're creating? You become, protect- you become like a mama bear of you because you're loving who you're becoming. Someone said that to me once. The old you I like, it's the new you I don't like. I said, honey, the new me is the one that's here to stay. And I understood it's because we're not at the same level. Our frequency is different. And this is where we talk about, I talk a lot about energy shifting and energy we carry because I think we each have vibration that are being generated within ourselves. The person who has an energy frequency that's at a five versus a person who has it as a zero, as a two the difference is that we're human beings living human life. So therefore, we will be mistakes. Things will happen. We will feel, we will have moments. But the difference between a person that's had a five and a two or a one is that person has the ability to tap in and out of it quicker. 
and not allow themselves to sit in it too long and start making interpretation and assumption and, and having these like thoughts about it. You process it quicker, put things into perspective quicker and say, okay, and you forgive quicker. And forgive yourself, forgive yourself more quickly. That's the difference. Doesn't mean that we don't have moments. Doesn't mean I'm talking to you right now that I I don't know it all. I don't have all the, the tools, but I do know what has worked. And I do know what I talk on, the topics that I talk on and how I have helped others to start taking the right path and what have worked for some other people based on the work that I've done with them. So that's what I speak on based on personal experiences and also and also what I have uh, been able to achieve with some of my clients. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up personal experiences because I know, you know, based on connecting with you that your experience and how you grew up and where you grew up has informed the passion, your yeah. passion for serving. So would you care to share a little bit about that and how it's informed where you are today? Yes. So briefly about me, I am a Haitian American. I was born in New York City and I was raised in Haiti. I've experienced life at its best and at its worst. I was a victim of home invasion. I've had experience of plane crash. I've experienced business failure, financial loss. I've had some childhood trauma. So all these things I believe were For me, I've learned to embrace all these experiences and not allow that to keep me at a space of stillness, but I have learned to grow from it, learn from it. And the more that I have learned to grow from it, I find myself more spiritually and purposely grounded. And with that, I have about 13 years ago, I knew that I I knew I, I was in New York and I moved to South Florida and I knew there was more to me than what I was doing at the time I was just working as a medical social worker. And I knew that my, there's a greater purpose for me and I just needed to connect with what that was. And the more I connected with it, I've noticed that I had I had to give back to a community that I the Cation community because though I was I lived a life of privilege, but I was surrounded by poverty. So it was, it always remained with me because my teen years, I lived in New York, but it it really remained with me my late teen years. So I felt the need to, as a social worker, that my calling was more to give back to community than anything else. So I founded a non-for-profit that helps the needy children of Haiti, and we provide them with the resources they need. We provide the grassroots organizations in Haiti the resources they need to support children. So as long as their mission is child welfare, we fundraise the resources to provide it to them as it it, leads to nutrition, education, or leadership. And we have a team that oversees the way in which that these funds are being provided or being used. And we and I go, I visit, and I really we started with a, a school where we were only providing one hot meal a week. Now we'll provide one hot meal every day. Plus, it went from 150 students. Now we serve at least 500 students a week. So that's been the part of my 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 legacy. And with that, also we support another organization that has a leadership program for young girls. So we support them with the resources to continue that work. 
We also we also assist about 20 to 25 students, 20 students this year, with uh, paying their their tuition for them at school. So we provide resources to help them better themselves and improve. And it really starts with nutrition and health because if you don't have a nice, you don't have enough substance in your body, there's no way you're going to learn and produce. So this is where we start. So that's what the non-for-profit does. It's been in existence for the past 13 years. I have written a book uh, on self-discovery. It's a, I introduce a seven-step process to self-discovery. So it's a guided journey book on self-discovery where I introduce a seven-step with exercise plus uh, exercise pertaining to um, energy shifting, my four stages of energy shifting, which is recognize the energy you carry, Release the energy you carry, refine it, and readjust accordingly so that you can tap into your energy on any given moment of the day. And I have also uh, started this about three years ago. I did my web show called The Backyard Chat with Rachel, where I, I invite women to come on, on the platform. We talk about anything that has to do with growth, but specifically the mission behind it has to do with inspiring, motivating, and empowering other women, specifically the young women out there, to also take the action in their life, knowing that even though they look at all the celebrities, there are celebrities within our communities. Like you're one, we all are, because we're doing great stuff in our community, and they too can learn from them and become better version of themselves and take action in their lives as well. So these are the three things that I currently do, and, uh, and I continue doing my speaking. Rochelle, you are such an inspiration. Well, real quickly, tell us what your foundation's name is so everyone can hear it. It's Haitian Creole. It's called Simun Lakai, which is which means kids back home. But we refer to it as TLF to make it easier for people. <laughs> okay, TLF. And we'll make sure to capture it in the show notes because I bet people will be inspired to that. That's amazing. Like that is so amazing. I'm really impressed. I thank you for sharing all that. Okay. So we're coming up on time, but um, I know you mentioned journaling as a tool, you know, you use, so this shouldn't come out of left field. My last question I always ask women who are on my show is what's one question women should be asking themselves more. The one question I would say is who am I? Simple. It's multifaceted. It has so many different layers to answering it, but that it should start with there. Who am I? Love that. Then saying that it has to be from your truth, not other people's truth. Not asking others, asking yourself because you have the answers within yourself. Beautiful. Absolutely. Well, so I'm so glad I was going to make sure. So you let us know you've got a book. You've got this awesome foundation, you coach, you speak, you do all these amazing things. I just want to make sure that everybody can hear where we can find you, follow you, support you, give you some more love. So I have a website, which is my name. So it's under uh, Rochelle Sylvain. I'm also in LinkedIn under Rochelle Sylvain. I'm also in uh, IG underscore Rochelle Sylvain. And then Facebook is under, under our motivation. Okay. Wonderful. We'll make sure to capture that all in the show notes too. So people, I'm I'm sure that my guests will be really intrigued by your story, inspired by your voice and tools. So thank you for taking the time to share today. Thank you for having me. It was great. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. 
I'm so glad you joined me today. If you're looking for more, feel free to connect with me on Instagram at, at @whitneywoman. And if you enjoyed the show, I invite you to support me by leaving a review or sharing it with a friend. Hope you have an inspired day.